ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. Joining me this week to discuss The Wolverine is one Mr. Alex DeWayey. Alex, welcome back. Thanks, Nathan. You're welcome. Feels like I've been gone for a really long time, but it, does. it was just one week in between. So you had one week back, yeah. and then you had one week off. Gone for, what, a month? Back one week, uh-huh. and gone again. How was DeWitt? It was fine. Yeah? Yeah. Not really New York. It felt a lot like Illinois up where I was, but... Uh, it was upstate New York, so yeah. yeah definitely not like the city, for sure. It's its own little world. Yeah. Well, did you did you have a chance to be entertained by anything out there? Did you go see Civil War? Unfortunately, not. I was busy with work uh, quite the you know the whole time I was out there. I tried a couple new restaurants, which was was fun. But um, I had planned on setting aside aside some time on Sunday to go see Civil War, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. So I haven't seen it yet, and I've kind of gotten some mixed reviews about it. But I'm still gonna take. You know, take a time, go to the theater, and check it out. So. It's definitely worth going to the theater and watching. It, it's movies like that, which is why theaters exist. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, I'd love to see it in the 4DX, uh, the 4D experience thing. I think they have one in Chicago okay. where they, like, rumble the seats okay, and they, like, yeah. blow stuff around. And it's, like, more of a – you know how they do, like, the Star Tours ride? Yep. Kind of mm-hmm. like that. I'm familiar with that. I was just there. Yep. Were you? I was. Oh. So, that, that's really the direction that I think theaters need to go in order to bring yeah. customers in. Creates uh, that experience. Absolutely. It has to be an experience from the beginning to the whole movie. Because, like, I don't know how you are, but when I go to a movie, I'm just kind of worried that I'm going to be disturbed by somebody looking at their phone. Yep. Somebody's going to be chewing popcorn behind me or something yep. that just... I love movies. I love the experience of going to the theater and watching movies, but I hate those little nuanced distractions you know yep so absolutely like you i'm sure that you probably prefer to have an unfettered experience Mm -hmm. where you can go and watch the movie but i would love to do it in home you know i I love my tv at home i have the surround sound i have everything i have just the way i want it loud enough for me Mm because there's times where theaters they don't they don't crank it up or it's too loud i've never had that experience okay well (laughs) So, or you get a bad seat. Or bad, yeah. So when I saw Civil War, um, I went to the theater and I was at the top left. And so there was a, a little bit of the screen that I didn't see, but in the bottom corner it was fine. But still, like, if you if that was a 3D showing, being on the top oh, left yeah. wouldn't work. No. You'd want to be, you need to be center. You do. Yep. Absolutely. And if you're going to pay, let's face it, each person for those 3D movies now when they first come out, you're paying for... The like the DVD price. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd prefer if there was some type of service. We spend all this money to get our home theater set mm-hmm. up exactly the way that we want to enjoy movies how we want to enjoy movies. And it's a comfort of our own home, away from distractions. We can have the food that we want. We don't have to overpay $5 for a soda. You know, I'm not <laughs> bitter. It's <laughs> You can buy a 12-pack for that. Exactly. 24. A 24-pack. You can. But... I, there needs to be some type of service that takes a brand new movie that's coming out in theaters and offers a, uh, a set number of licenses to, um, you know, the general public. And they can view them in their own home one time within 24 hours or something like that. And they can price it to be aware that they'll probably invite a bunch of people over to watch it with them so they can get their money's worth that way. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just, there got to be something out there because I... 
I don't mind going to the theater under a, a good circumstance, but you're, it's always up in the air mm-hmm. whether is it going to be a good experience or not. And at home, I know it's going to be a good experience because I can control that environment. And you can have your dog. And my dog's there. I get all my <laughs> snacks. Yeah, absolutely. You have so. freshly baked cookies. You can have your beer and everything. Yeah, maybe in the future they'll come out with something, although they won't make as much money, uh, so probably not. Yeah, man, we'll see. The way of the world. Yeah. So, since it feels so long for you, what have you been entertained by recently, good sir? Well, I've uh, when I was in New York, I caught up a lot on Daredevil. Um, I started. I watched the first half of the season, and because I had the time, you know, at night and stuff, I I just rewatched the first half of the season again. I actually ended up finishing the season, so I'm ready to talk about that. Um, movies, though, I've I've actually just been on like a a D horror movie kick. Like D, the, yeah, I say D because they're like really a horror movie kick. No, like a D, <laughs> like in grade D, like uh-huh. re- like good enough to not be an F. So it's like filmed on a camera phone, but like just barely. So like Sharknado. Yes, I, I've just been really entertained. I, I've just needed some good comedy, but like in a horror way for some reason. I'm not sure why. So Molly and I have been watching a lot of those those movies lately. That's good. Nothing stands out or that I yeah. want to talk about. <laughs> How about any games? You been playing anything? No, I'm sad to say that I'm pretty sure my Xbox is covered in dust. Um, I did hear that they released some content for Destiny, so you know maybe this weekend. Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> now it's Destiny. <laughs> there you go. But um, that, that's kind of what it's becoming in a way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they just. Um, and, I, and, and, I, and I did purchase uh, The Division, mm-hmm. so I do have that to start playing again. So I just, it's with the wedding and the honeymoon and the trip, it's been crazy. Yeah. This is supposed to be a free weekend. Free? Open, available weekend. So maybe I'll get some time to start playing some games, get back into the swing of things. That will be nice. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've been busy, sir. I have So you can too. take it from here. And... <laughs> I've been pretty busy, honestly, because we sold our house, or our house is pending. Oh, boy. So we just had inspections yesterday. The past our open nights have been going to look at houses. Yep. So because you have a deadline. Yeah, we have a deadline. So we have a contract for a specific date, and so now we're the hunt is on to find a, a house. So that's what I've been entertained by recently. That is a very stressful, entertaining process, isn't it? I was thinking that I should record. I should record this whole thing and do like my own show, like House Hunters or something like that. Yeah, you, know? you should. I should do like. I don't know. Leave it up to the fans, too. Leave it up to the <laughs> listeners. Be like, which house should I buy? Uh-huh. Option A? <laughs> a, B, or C. Yep. Yeah, I wish I could just get it it's... narrowed down to an A, B, or C at this point. House yeah. hunting is... Have you gone through this process of buying a house? Last summer I did. It is stressful. Yeah. It is... I mean, it's just... There's little things about each property. Like, there's no perfect property for us right now. No. Mm-mm. There's houses that, oh, I like this about this house, or I like that about that house, mm-hmm. or this neighborhood is great, but the house, eh. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get the perfect package, and if you find the perfect pa- package, it's not in your budget. Yeah. So. See, when I was looking, I, ideally, you'd want to find that perfect package, right? But you have to just prioritize what's important to you. Right. And just maybe look for something that it's not quite the perfect package, but the way that it's structured or where it is or whatever, I can over time make it the perfect package for me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I went with the place that I did. So Yeah. In a lot of ways for us, our house we that we're moving out of, we've been there for 
since 2011, so about five years now. Wow. And, you know, it's it's a nice house. It's very spacious. It's very open and the sure. high ceilings and stuff, and I love that. A lot of these houses we're looking at don't feel as spacious, don't sure. feel as open, and so it's kind of those things like, man, I've, I've gotten used to this, like, open feeling. I love that open feeling. If I don't have that, then... I'm going to feel cramped. So are they smaller in terms of square footage, though? Because maybe you could just look at that number and they convince are. yourself. Okay. They are. You know what I mean? Because maybe of you location, just, yeah. Well, you could just look at the square footage and convince your mind that even though it doesn't feel as spacious because the ceilings aren't as high, I know that it's the same size. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I, all the houses that we've looked at, except with the exception of one, are about the same square footage. But the one that's the same... Mm-hmm. It's a complete overhaul gut job. Like, gotcha. it's halfway renovated at this point. I mean, and by that, I mean it's in terrible condition. So, <laughs> but I just, I, going through and trying to figure out, okay, can we do this? And estimating costs if we were to buy a house to fix up. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there would be a money pit. Yeah. That I would be like, yeah, this is what we think that we can do this at. But really, no, it's going to be double what you think. And, but the thing is, I wouldn't personally want to do that. Like, I would have somebody else, if I were to do that, I would hire it out to be done. Get oh, their yeah. estimate. They're the professionals. They can work on it while I'm working. I yep. I have barely have time to do a podcast these days. Exactly. I yeah. mean, I, I haven't played any games or watched any TV or movies except for what we're talking about. Well, isn't it sad? You spend all this money and time and effort trying to fix up your home, and then because of work and life, like, you're rarely ever there just to sleep. Like, why mm-hmm. don't I just have, why don't I just own a bedroom? Yeah. A really nice bedroom. That should, should do that. <laughs> yeah. Just... Bedrooms for rent. <laughs> exactly. Well, Airbnb, right? There like, you go. I mean, it's just it's a tedious process right now. It's it's time consuming. Mm-hmm. It's and emotional. Even, it's and draining. Even when you want, when you find the place that you want, it's not like you can immediately just go out and buy it, like mm-hmm. a car or something like that. It just you have to go take an offer, process. wait for the counter. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, and we've we've gone through that so far. So we found a house that we liked. Okay. And we made an offer. But it had only been in the market for like four days. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're like, oh, we're, we already got an offer in four days. We're going to let this ride. They only dropped like 2000 And it's definitely not worth their asking price. I can't – I was – I gave them the, – my final offer was more than I honestly felt comfortable with paying the house for. But I was like, okay – I, this is so how you, much I you're like me. You negotiate in good faith. You know yeah. what I mean. You give them what you think is a fair offer. And you don't right. try to lowball them just so you oh. can meet somewhere in the middle and get right. what you want. Like I gave them, like okay, I figured this is a good offer for this house. This is what I think that it's worth. You know, I, I kind of do my own math in my head, sure. square footage, and just take into account the updates and everything. Yeah. And then, you know, the, they think it's worth more because obviously it's their house. They're selling it. They're probably looking to buy something a little more expensive too, and they need. Know the fund to cover that or whatever. You don't know the story behind their pricing. You just, we don't. Yeah. But we can just take into effect what costs are in the area, you know. But anyway, this is not house. This is not house entertaining or house. entertaining house. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's entertaining, and that is uh, the discussion this week is on the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, join me as we venture to the Wolverine. Alex, what did you think? Okay, so this is my first time watching The Wolverine. My second or third possibly. I mean, my third. And I don't even remember. It, it said it came out, what, in like 2013 or something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember it being 
publicized very much, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention at the time. Probably weren't paying attention because you still had the X-Men 3 backlash in your mouth. Yeah, just a bad taste. And, and, and this is actually the only one to date that takes place in the future of X-Men 3, uh, accounting for a couple of the scenes in Days of Future Past. But, mm-hmm. I mean, this is supposedly on just one solid timeline that's continuing past The Last Stand. Mm-hmm. So I was excited just for that, you know, point alone. I just wanted to see what happened to Wolverine after he, you know, did the events of The Last Stand. I mean, I think it's really interesting um, how he's tormented by the hallucinations. The specter. Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think Wolverine is a very relatable character in a lot of ways, and that's why I think his movies are succeeding. And I mean, obviously Hugh Jackman does a great job, mm-hmm. right? He's like the perfect person to play Wolverine. I can't even imagine someone else trying to play Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got this rage inside of him that's on screen, this chip on his shoulder, and um, he's just trying to figure out who he is and you know what kind of a man he wants to be mm-hmm. permanently, not yeah. just for this time period and then I'm going to do this for the next you know 50 years or whatever. And I also think that it was really cool to uh, delve into the story of you know Japan and the, the Silver Samurai story. I think that's a good storyline to go into. It is a good storyline. I have comments about how they used it, mm-hmm. but continue on. And uh, the only other thing I was going to say is that with that being said, the movie felt drawn out. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it was a two-hour movie, and so mine was two twenty, but I watched the extended cut. So it was an extra twenty minutes, so two and a half hours. Did it add any value? To the movie? I don't even know. I can't remember what was not in the extended cut because sure. I figured you would probably watch the regular. So here's mm-hmm. here's what I think was added. Um, and this is obviously full spoilers. So this is just a discussion of what I think was added to the extended cut than what wasn't. There was a scene at the end when he's going to get to the, the lair where they're holding um, whatever her name Mariko. is. Mariko. Mariko. Okay. I, I can't remember any of these names except it, for Logan. Marie, is it Mariko? Because they kept saying Mariko, and it just drove me nuts. Maybe like Mariko or Mariko. Huh? It just it. It sounds so much better if you just say Mariko. But anyway, okay. I'm I'm done with that. <laughs> so he goes and finds her, uh, but on that way, like he's stopped by the Black Clan. Okay. Yep. So in your thing was that other girl? The uh, I can't remember her name either. The y- redhead y- girl. Yukio. Yeah, Yukio or. I, I Did know. I just make that up? Am I thinking Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, probably are. No, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so was she in that scene at all, or was it just Logan? Um, it was just Logan, I believe. Okay. So in the extended version, she's in that scene. Okay. And she is kind of helping him fight, and then she, she gets a a snowblower, like a, a drivable snowblower thing that has like the, the things that chop up stuff in the front. Okay. And so she's driving in and like runs over people and... <laughs> Chops him up and shoots a blood out the side. Wow! So there was that, and then Logan blows it up. Use. Did Logan blow it up in the in the regular edition? Mm-mm. No. Okay, because Logan blows it up. He lights a cigar, and then <sighs> like a yippee kaye type thing. Kind of. Like, That's he awesome. Like, he's like, get out of here. Like, lights <sighs> a cigar, put or puts a cigar in his mouth. It's not lit yet. Blows it up, and then it's lit after it blows up. That's hilarious. So, no, I didn't see any of that. So that that was part of what was in the extended version. I think there was probably a little bit more to added later on, but. Mm-hmm. 
uh, earlier on, but I can't really differentiate. I think those the that's the big key difference. Yeah. But as far as story, it didn't really add anything. It just added more action. The and cut. That's what it, that's what kind of where I'm coming from. I mean, you expect for two hours or two and a half hours and 120 million dollar budget, mm-hmm. they would have done more with the story instead of all. I mean, the special effects. Don't get me wrong. The special effects were just perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you can't get a better special effect, you know, movie today. It's just they they were great. I guess I just I don't know. I don't know what I expected out of this story. I, I didn't feel as satisfied as I wanted to. It felt like a, a very small piece yeah. of a story, um, you know, that I wanted to see. But um, otherwise, I, and I don't remember much of the Origins movie of Wolverine, but I can already that's, tell that's you. A good thing. I can already tell you I'm pretty sure I like this one a lot better. Um, it, it just seems very adult. You know what it seems like? It seems like one of those, like, older 90s uh, karate movies or like, uh, you know, like a Steven Seagal type movie. It just, yeah. it just feels like that, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Cause like, you know, when I was watching it, my dad stopped by and he was, you know, kind of hanging out and talking for a little bit. And, you know, he's not a big supernatural or mutant or anything like that type of movie mm-hmm. watcher. He's very just down to earth. And even he was like looking over going, what's, what's going on over here? Like, <laughs> you know, that, that's how, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of got that tone. I think that's why it relates really well to everybody. Right. Um, because even though he's a mutant, even though they're supernatural powers, he he's a really relatable human person. Right. Yeah. And with this this too, I I do like the the aesthetic of him being kind of out of his element. Yeah. You know, and it's a completely different culture than what he's used to. I mean, On he starts own. out as a as a mountain man. Yeah. Quite Yeti. literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's on his own, and to add to the realism, his his healing ability is you know kind of suppressed throughout a majority of the movie. So that even adds to the to the realism. But they don't even really talk about why it suppresses his ability, right? No, it's just when she came into his room, she like kissed him or like breathed that yeah, something in, stuff. and it put and like she a, is a horrible villain, by the way. Yeah, I, I hate her. Uh, she just you know what? She didn't intimidate or you know make me feel tense. When mm-hmm. I, she was on the screen, she just annoyed me. Uh, very annoying. It was just annoying, just the way she acted, the way she talked. I don't nothing against the actress, I suppose, but no, it's everything against the a- actress. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't like the way that she looked. I didn't like the use of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that she had like a snakeskin thing later on, and she took her finger and was like this. That was just so stupid. You know, it, it got to the point that when she started to do that to cut her face off and shed her skin. I half expected like a reptile head to come out. That's how ridiculous I thought they were going and her, with the this. tongue thing and the whole. It was just stupid. Yeah, it needed to be a little more um, adult, let's say. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of the movie, like the storytelling was good. Mm-hmm. This, I liked the storytelling because you had the flashbacks between you know World War Two, the bombing of Nagasaki, mm-hmm. uh, him saving the guy, and which then, was great. Yeah, and then the storytelling continues on, and you know you, you get some good characters. You get the Yakuza, which is really cool use yep. of the Yakuza. I, I love, like, every time I see the Yakuza, I think of Final Fantasy VII, and there's there's a, a group called the Turks that are just, like, you know, always wearing, they're, like, kind of dressed up and always mm-hmm. wearing the, the shades and stuff. Uh, and that's, like, the Yakuza Twitty. So <laughs> I just think that the storytelling was really good, but the villain that they use with this, this whatever her name is, I... Viper, Venom? Dr. Dr. Green, Viper, yeah. Viper, yeah. Just horrible. And every time you see her, she's wearing a different outfit. Mm-hmm. Every time. And I'm just like... 
So how does that work in conjunction with her shedding her skin? I don't know. Does she shed a layer off the clothing as well? The I, outfit? I, just, I, I don't know. I mean, evidently she wears a wig or something, too, because her hair, hair comes off. And mm-hmm. She's just a horrible villain. I mean, ridiculous and didn't really fit the rest of this story. It just it felt out of place. Like, if she's supposed to be like a snake, what? and she's immune to toxins, you can make her to, you know, you can say whatever you want and make her immune to toxins. Why does she have to take her skin off? That's weird. It's just stupid. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. It reminded me of Sharon Stone's villain role in <laughs> Catwoman. Do you remember the Catwoman? I, I, tried, to Halle block, Berry? I tried to block movies like that out. Um, I, I did see it once upon a time, but no, I don't remember like hardly anything from it. Well, count yourself lucky because it was not a good movie. And the fact that that character strikes or reminds me of that movie is just, it doesn't speak well. Yeah, not a good, not a good sign. So continuing on with this, we get the cool fight scene, by the way, when they're trying, the father, grandfather has died, Yashida, mm-hmm. he's died, quote unquote, and then... There's the they're trying to capture the girl, and there's that whole sequence there, which is really cool, really well done. And then we get like a little bit of a rest while they're kind of on the train. Mm-hmm. I like that scene there where Logan's still following her, mm-hmm. and then she like tunes things out. And then there's a fight on the train, like literally on yes. the train. That was a really cool scene too, on top of a bullet train in uh-huh. Japan. Yes, there there were several really good fight scenes in here, but that was that was really cool. Yeah. And so as far as the plot goes. Old man Yoshida's dying. He's a coward. He doesn't want to die. He's never wanted to die. He he wants to steal Logan's power and make himself a mutant, which I don't know how that works, but okay, whatever. Um, and that's the whole plot of this movie is old man Yoshida wants his power. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that he's doing Logan a favor. He thinks he's... In a way, I can Logan see... Logan views, like, his eternal life as a curse, yeah. right? So he's trying to say, I'll help you out, you know, mm-hmm. but in reality, he's just being selfish and greedy. And Right, exactly. And in a way, I could see, you know, living a however long Logan has, that, yeah, you might want to eventually just rest, mm-hmm. right? Because he's been going for years and fighting for years. Maybe it was an enticing offer, I'm sure. But, yeah, this So why do you just... think he turns it down? I think it's because that he thinks it's a burden and a curse that he has to bear. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't think somebody else would really understand what it means and what it to. And he, he even though it's his burden and his curse, he has the desire to be a soldier, like he says later on in the movie. He mm-hmm. has the desire to use it for what he knows is good, because you know there's the whole in, in inner monologue or inner battle within him when he's kind of envisioning. Uh, Gene's character asking him these questions, he's, that inner battle, where he's like, "Well, why are you doing this? Like they were, they were attacking her. I needed to help. Nothing good's gonna happen to this. I mean, either he loves her and falls in love, and she dies and hurts him anyway, yep. or something else happens. So it's just one of those things where I think that his mutation is really interesting because it's not, it's not like Cyclops or Gene or somebody that he can control stuff and just like manipulate stuff in a crazy way." It's more of a, I can live. Yep. I can survive. Yep. And over time, he, he can brawl. He's a fighter by, you know, just years of fighting, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And he got the grafting on his skin later on, or on his skeleton later on with the adamantium. But he's just always, I don't know, it's an interesting, he is an interesting character. I mean, we knew that he was going to go into some kind of a regression after what happened in the events of The Last Stand, especially with Gene. 
right? It was just, I think the story is really important to why he came back and joined any future fights. You know, he rediscovered why he is a soldier. He believes he's a soldier. And that's what makes him, that's what makes his story so compelling, so complex. You know, he, I, I like to think that he declined Yoshida's offer because he's, he has unfinished business. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to go out feeling this way. Mm -hmm. uh, he wants to go out on his own terms. And then at the end of the movie, after going through this entire process, he's like, I'm a soldier. He didn't even want to, you know, wouldn't even stay with Mariko, whatever. Even though, you know, I don't know how much, how many feelings these people can have, you know, for each other in the, the short amount of time, but mm -hmm. they, se they seem to be in love with each other every single time. Turned away from her and just says, you know what, I, I'm a soldier. I, I've been away from this fight for too long. And, I mean, it's only been a year, you know, but mm -hmm. that was too long for someone like him. So I think it's a really important movie. It's going to tie into the timeline and the rest of the X-Men movies that they released really well. Yeah, and it does. So this movie, I enjoyed it for yeah. one thing. And one of the things that I enjoyed about it is that very, like, the last thing that you see on, on from the character oh. on the screen the the in credit scene oh sorry well the mid credit scene there isn't an in credit mm -hmm. scene at least I don't think there is I watched it at the end I don't remember seeing one yeah it's like right yeah right in the middle so we get Magneto <laughs> he's back he's using his powers so you could see that and then you get the return of Charles Xavier kind of look at, mm -hmm. look at me walking around or he uses his around. powers too because we see everybody stops yep. and he he was rolling around. And so they undid or gave us the promise of undoing what they did with X-Men 3 with that, that scene. And also the little advertisement there was for Trask Industries, the creating yep. of the, Sent the Sentinel program. Yep. So that little stinger made me love this movie for the promise of, of what they can do, of what they will do with the Days of Future Past movie because... I loved X-Men 1. Mm -hmm. X-Men 2 was even better. X-Men 3, I went in with such expectations, like, yeah, this is going to be a great movie. And they destroy everything that we love about the X-Men. And this meant a lot more to you because I haven't seen The Wolverine, but I've already seen Days of Future Past. So yeah. I've seen Days of Future Past, and then the stinger at the end was awesome mm -hmm. just because I like to, you know, I like Ian McKellen, I like Patrick Stewart. And, you know, But up to this point, all you've seen is The Last Stand. Mm-hmm. This was probably the best thing of the movie yeah. at this point. I mean, it was a good story, and I liked the movie, but then I remember watching this in the theaters for the first time and being like, oh, my God, yes. yes. <laughs> I was so excited. I was so pumped. I was so jazzed just at that stinger, that promise of what that meant Yep. that I was I was stoked for the next movie. I didn't know. See, at the time, I don't think I, I was as keyed in that they were doing the Days of Future Past movie. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was definitely more intrigued and understanding. Uh, I was I was definitely looking into what are they doing? How were they? How are these people back? What are they gonna do? Yep. So it was great to see that use and that that thing comes. So as we've mentioned, the next movie that we discuss is Days of Future Past, mm -hmm. which I don't know how many years after the Wolverine it's set. It looks like it's still futuristic in nature, uh, but he Wolverine obviously will Hopefully be. Hopefully, they around. make it a decent amount of time set after the Wolverine movie because maybe they there's a story or two that they can go back in there and explore yeah between when the Sentinels were built and when what we see in Days of Future Past so. yeah and I I don't want to understate that I did enjoy the Wolverine movie I thought oh, it was yeah. a fine movie it was a little long to me I started watching it about 9 30 last night and 
had a tough time staying awake at parts just because it was a it was a good narrative, a good story. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just tired. <laughs> it was my fault. It was a little drawn out, and I think they could have overall they could have done a tad more with this Silver Samurai storyline. So yeah, the Silver Samurai is not Yoshida in a big adamantium suit. No, 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 no. So, oh, there's there's one thing too I wanted to mention before I forget because I will because I almost did. There is a scene in this movie that is straight out of a comic book that I've read. I can't remember. I, what comic book it was, but it was an X-Men comic book. It was a Logan story. And there is a, a tree knocked over that he goes out and helps to cut down. And I just love that scene. Is it? <laughs> it was great. I, I don't know why, but I really love that scene. I like the way that they, they did it here in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Silver Samurai. Here we go. We're going to get some last... Last stand anger. I'm... No, I don't okay. think so. Because I mean, it, it was interesting, and like I said, I've I'm not beholden to the comics to to adhere to that. They they try to make things more believable, but Silver Samurai is not just some old man or something in a in a suit. Like I said, I do think it was kind of cool that they used the imagery of a samurai like that. Like yeah. it looked cool. Um, the flaming sword was pretty neat, mm-hmm. and that stuff was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But they kind of desecrated the Silver Samurai story that they could have had, because he's more of a he's more of a, a nemesis, really, of of Logan. Yeah, he's he he wasn't really treated that way in this. In this, he was like a mythical thing that someone just like built a suit to survive, quote unquote, and then that's and what was he destroyed is. almost instantly. Yeah, that's a lot of adamantium too, by the way. Oh yeah, probably worth like millions of dollars. Just that trillions, suit. probably. That's ridiculous. So I think that they used it because that they like yeah let, let's just put this in there. They didn't know how to do villains in this movie. They just didn't. Yeah. They they used the, the the name and made it for their own purposes. They they cut off Wolverine's claws, his adamantium claws. So now he has bone claws again. So we we aren't we don't see him I think ever get his bone claws redipped or whatever you call it. How to get adamantium back on him? I have I'm sure uh, Magneto has some. Something to do with that, because mm-hmm. Magneto says there's only two people that could manipulate adamantium. And if he has the bone claws at that point, then why in the airport at the very end when he was going to get Magneto, when he turned around and realized it was Magneto, why is he able to stop? Because his entire skeleton is still covered in adamantium. Not his fist. It doesn't matter. If if I can stop your arm, but, I'm going to stop but, your fist. But. but, but the the silver samurai though took out like his claws every just the claws just the claws yeah. that goes all the way through his arm as well yeah his entire skeleton is grafted with adamantium I don't know I I Did, feel like from you didn't watch X Men Origins I feel like from yeah I feel like from some of the X Ray images that we've seen like in the original X Men movie it just looks like the claws and then underneath it's 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 fine from from my understanding it's his whole his whole skeleton well then I guess that makes sense. But I don't know. But even then, there was just a little bit on the claws. You could say he was able to stop with that little bit that was left yeah. at the base of him. So he, Silver Samurai cuts off the stuff, plugs his thing in, and he's getting Logan's power somehow. I've almost got it. Oh, it's almost all mine. Oh, I'm becoming young again, and Logan's dying. And then all of a sudden, we cut it, and no, Logan's not dying anymore. He's okay. Old man is still young, though. Still young, yeah. 
Um, and I would have liked to see the the imagery was cool of him uh, kind of gaining his youth back. I thought that looked cool. I thought the way that they had Logan's facial expression and the way that they were you know uh, aging him. Yeah, I thought that looked cool. But it doesn't just add up though. Like when that link is broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would it would take longer for him to regain his his strength. I think. I mean, I, I understand like if you completely drain him of his ability. However, they decided they could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could understand that being the case, but you get so far down, and then it just like being able to bounce back like that. I don't get that. Yeah, just like like his healing ability when he gets cut takes a few seconds for it to start mm-hmm. regenerating, and then he you know a couple more seconds for him to heal. Why not make him look old and make the other guy look young, and then in the middle of that like third act of the battle, tip the scales, and then Logan all of a sudden starts to regain his youth while the old man is. Mm-hmm. You know, becoming aged again, and that that would have been another cool thing. But I guess they just fell short on that uh, hundred and twenty million dollar budget, right? Oh. Just, all that adamantium they ran out. <laughs> That's right. So you're the numbers guy. Tell me the numbers. How this do? How much did it cost? Okay, hundred and twenty million for budget, which I mean, in two thousand thirteen, that that's a substantial amount of money. Yeah. Um, they did four hundred and fourteen point eight in the box office. That's worldwide. So, yeah. So that's not that's not too bad. That's a pretty good show. As long as you get a return on your money, I guess it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know for for an X Men movie with the name brand recognition with Hugh Jackman. I feel like this should have been at least like a six to seven hundred and fifty million type movie. I I, I really give a lot of credit towards the name brand recognition, right? X Men, Wolverine. But remember, Hugh Jackman. The, the last solo Wolverine movie was terrible. That's the true. last X-Men movie was terrible. That's true. So, again, we've come victim to the predecessor just, you know, he, it really does alter the next movie that comes out, the, mm-hmm. the, the predecessing movie. So, what, this was a, a decent movie, we would say, right? Yeah, I mean, And because it was of that story. end credit scene, we can kind of guess that Days of Future Past, which was the next movie that came out in time, is probably going to be... Uh, you know, tipping those scales in the in the right direction in terms of the uh, box office production. Yeah, and I, I would I would I would think that that's an accurate assessment. Anything further you'd like to say about the Wolverine? Hugh Jackman, man, he's the best. <laughs> he made the movie. I mean, and it was a movie about him. Yeah, and, and it was a good Wolverine. That's why he story. had a movie about him. Yeah, it was a far superior Wolverine story than the Wolverine or mm-hmm. sorry, X Men Origins Wolverine. Yep. I mean, he is he of all the X Men that they cast. I'm not. I'm not saying of all the X Men that exist in comics. Of all the X Men that they've cast in the motion picture, he is by far the best actor. Just depiction of the character. Just in my opinion, he is the best X Men to watch in the cinematic universe. Yeah, I can. I can see that. But I also think that Professor X is probably one of the best as well. He's good. He's good. And, and, and come on, Ian McKellen. You know how much of a Magneto. A, yeah, mm-hmm. you, I can't discount him at all. I'm just saying there's there's a considerable, in my opinion, there's a considerable difference. From, well, you get more screen time with him too. I mean, you're you're true. with that character a lot more that's than true. you are the yep. others. The uh, Charles and Magneto, they're they're more supporting cast. Yeah, and you never know what's going to happen with Logan, right? I mean, right. he just could go off the rail and just do something like nuts. Mm-hmm. Some of his his line delivery is just perfect too. Yeah. So he's just a really cool character to watch. So yeah. I heard that they're in talks to do another standalone Wolverine film, so I hope that they are. And any they're... ideas on what uh, storyline they'll explore? I've heard Old Man Logan. Okay. 
which would be interesting. Yeah. And I've also heard that they're they're targeting an R rating. I which I don't well. think they push the border of it here in this movie, right? With uh, some of the language. Do an extended cut again, like they did with this one. I think for a theatrical Wolverine release, you've got a lot of kids you that do. like Wolverine. Yeah. I understand with Deadpool, you can do it, and he's that's a different kind of character. Yeah. But you've established Wolverine as being a kid-friendly character. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to be. I don't. I'm not sold on that being the right move for them. So what, I mean, and my question to them would be, what what are you going to add in there that's going to make it rated R, and how is it going to define the movie and add that much value to the movie that you want to cut half of the teens out? Right. I mean, you're, you're not going to have the box office that Deadpool has. You just won't. No. Deadpool was lightning in a bottle in a way because it was... He's, like, one of the most popular characters in comic books right now. He's You go to comic cons, and people are dressed like him all over the place. Mm-hmm. They like his fourth wall breaking. They, they like the comedy that he has. And he's established himself as a character that, yeah, an R-rated movie makes sense for that character. For Wolverine, you've established him as a character that is family-friendly, in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They pushed the boundary here. In they this did. Movie. But... I think that they could they could do it again in a way and still fit in that PG-13 rating and not be unnecessarily gratuitous violence because that's what it's going to be. That's what, It's going to be him. It's going to be blood language, everywhere. Language, sex, violence. Maybe not even sex, but language and violence for sure. And maybe they're trying to capitalize because Deadpool is a rated R movie, right? Yeah. Maybe they're trying to capitalize on its success. Well, that is what they're doing, but they're being reactive, and that's not... That's not the message that the viewing public tried to send mm-hmm. with with the Deadpool movie. They they liked the Deadpool movie because it's the story that they wanted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't or the, the character, right? It wasn't the abortion of Deadpool that you got in X Men Origins Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So it was just from what I understand, everybody really enjoyed it because Ryan Reynolds was excellent. Yep, and it was just the character that they wanted to see finally put on the screen, properly treated that way. Wolverine, we've bit we've had. How many movies with him so far? And you're gonna four, change yeah, it. Four or five. At this at the end. I, I just don't it doesn't I don't know if it's gonna be the right move. Not for unless them. you do like a, a Wolverine Deadpool like crossover type movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it would fit into the, the style that Deadpool is. Yeah. I don't know. It it'll be interesting. We'll we'll have to see what they do with it. I mean that's as long as Hugh Jackman's off. back, I'm looking forward to it. Yep, Hugh Jackman will be back. We'll put on the claws, I think, one more time. I think this will probably be his last movie as Wolverine. I mean, he's been Wolverine since 2000, I think it was. I just can't even imagine anybody else playing him. Well, I mean, you can say that about Bond, too, right? I mean, when when you grow you have a character like Sean Connery originally, like, could people imagine George Lazenby playing? I, I, I guess I just don't have the same connection to James Bond that I do with uh, Wolverine or X-Men or anything like that, so... Mm-hmm. I'm not that huge of a Bond fan, so... Could you imagine somebody else playing Han Solo or Indiana Jones? No, and there's no point. I mean... But they're going to. They're going to have somebody else play a young Han Solo. Yes, and I think at the end of the day, I'd rather see more movies and keep the, you know, Han Solo's, Indiana Jones, and uh, Logan's alive in cinema Mm -hmm. than, you know, have it die with one person. Right. So... I think that kind of rounds out our thoughts for the Wolverine and the the future of what might become with the Wolverine franchise. Mm-hmm. Next week, as mentioned, we will be discussing Days of Future Past. Or is it Days of Futures Past? I can't remember. Days of Future Past. I, I think it's Days of Future Past. Yeah. Uh, which is another really well done uh, comic book story that has been adapted into a movie. 
So looking forward to that is the return of Brian Singer Far from X Men One and X Men Two. <laughs> so we'll be able to digest that one next week. I mean, you can really tell a difference in the quality of movies that he's directing versus oh, the yeah. other X Men movies. So yeah, that's for sure. So that'll be good. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Fluxdepose this week. This uh, they've been updating their website and they have been doing all kinds of cool stuff over there at fluxdeposed.com and at the podcast. So make sure you go check out our friends over at Fluxdeposed. Uh, you can follow Alex on the tweets at... At D-O-U-E-1-H-1. And if you were to dust off your Xbox console, you could play him. See me on Dustiny at the same gamertag, D-O-U-E-1-H-1. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. You can find me on Xbox, Spider Jedi, S-P-I-D-E-R-J-E-D-I. The show is at Entertaining Pod, and you can send the show an email, entertainingpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. In addition, we kind of, I changed some of the settings for the audio this week. I would like to hear what you think about the audio um, quality for this week, whether it's better, worse, uh, go back to the way it was, or keep it like this. I'd like to hear what you think. Just made a little bit of a, a tweak, so it may not be noticeable, maybe it is, but to those of you who are listening, let me know if you prefer this one to others. Are they comparing the volume of you yelling in The Last Stand to now, or? <laughs> I don't know. So the last speaking voice is good. <laughs> the Last Stand was kind of a different one because I was yelling a lot. Uh, that was the last one in this setting. Uh, Civil War was in a different setting. Um, and then some of the ones previous to that where I had different people to fill Alex's shoes were in a more of a studio type setting. So uh, just for the ones that are between Alex and myself, uh, let, let me know what you think about the quality of this one versus previous ones. I'd be curious to, to see your thoughts. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And we hope that you have been entertained.